לעשות את דף ל"ח עמוד ב', הטו הלך אבנדנט, טוב עין הוא יבורך, זה איזה פיס אוגמורו דה דילס וויט ברכת כהנים, אבל בפרוסס כהנים, אמייזינג פרינסיפל אוף לייף, שיש אבנדנס אוף אנרגי ורזורסס אמבדד באיברי מולקול אוף דה יוניברס. And if we understand how to unlock that, what a difference that can make in our, in our lives. Wyatt Webb is a horse therapist. Uh, that doesn't mean that he does therapy for horses. It means he does her- therapy for humans using horses. He recently retired. He worked for 25 years in a place called Miraval in Arizona. And I had the privilege of, of working with him once, uh, where I saw him bring... leaders of huge organizations to tears as he trained them to interact with the horse. And his thesis was, a horse senses who you are internally, what's going on inside you. It doesn't care about what you say to it. It doesn't care what you do to it. It cares about what's going on inside you. And if it senses ego and fear inside you, then it doesn't respond. So he gets people to try and get the horse to do certain things, a simple thing like lifting up its foot, to lift up its, its, its foot. And if you have fear or self-interest or ego at the time, it doesn't respond. It just doesn't respond. And he works with people and works until he gets them and teaches them how to leave their ego behind, how to relax and just be themselves and be natural and authentic. And the horse behaves like an angel. It's unbelievable to see. Uh, is there a basis for that in the Torah? What does that mean? The horse has this kind of super wisdom, so we have a basis for it in our sugya. So, uh, so Wyatt Webb doesn't know that, but the, 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 sorry, the foundation of his entire 25 years of practice in Arizona is based on a Gomorrah in Soito Daflamet Chesamet Beis. What's the Gomorrah? Omer Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. There are a number of different members from Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi on the, on the staff. How do you know that even birds can recognize when a person is tsar ayin? Tsar ayin is a difficult word to translate. It means, uh, Saul, help me. It means uh, uh, mean, a meanness of spirit. Uh, even a bird can, can notice meanness of spirit in a human being. And it comes from the Posuk in Mishle, because they waste the seeds. The, the hunters who hunt the birds are wasting the seeds that they put into the trap in the eyes of all the uh, winged beings. And the Gemara is learning that Posuk a little different from the way the Mephoshim learn it in, in Mishle. Uh, and the, Gemara, the way the Gemara learns it is that There's a tzarut ayin, which, which means, I think that Rashi, Rashi gives us a sense of it, what they should do. The, the, the hunters are supposed to throw the seeds out in the area before they start hunting, just so the birds get used to the fact that there's seeds there. And every day they come and they look for the seeds. And then they put the traps there and the birds come to get the seeds and they get trapped. But these hunters who tsare ayin don't put a lot of seeds when they're not trapping the birds. They just put a little seed, a little bit of seed because they don't want to waste the seeds. So they're, they're mean spirits and the birds pick that up. The birds realize yesterday there were hardly any seeds there. The day before there were hardly any seeds there. So clearly this person is, is mean spirited. So if he's put seeds out, they're not for us. He's got, he's got something else going on and the birds pick that up. 
Ask the Masha, how can that be? Do birds have the super kind of intelligence, or horses for that matter? Are, are they therapists? Are they philosophers? How, what does it mean? And he says, And here he gives it, but I just explained, it's in the Masho, not in Rashi, that the way of the, the hunters is to throw wheat and barley into that place where they're going to, to hunt before they hunt. To make the birds accustomed to hanging out in that particular area. And the narrow-minded, the mean-spirited people are very stingy in how many seeds they put out when they're just putting them out to be taken away. And notice the word bo. And with that, the birds can sense the mean-spiritedness of the hunter, of the man. So the way the marshal learns it is the animal, the same as, as, as Wyatt Webb learns it, is that the animal's capacity is to sense what's going on in the person. Uh, and they can become sensitized to the to the human being. But but we can go further than 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 how how far the marshal goes. Based on, on on many chazal, let's just look at two of them. There's the Gemara in Chulin, where Rabbi Pinchas ben Yoyer have a ka'azim lepidyon shvuin. Rabbi Pinchas ben Yoyer was going to do a mitzvah of redeeming people who had been kidnapped. So pidyon shvuin was a big mitzvah. He goes on his donkey. Rabbi Pinchas ben Yoyer's donkey was very famous. He came to an inn, Ramule Saari Lechamre, and they took him into the inn, and they took the donkey into the donkey area, and they gave him some barley to eat. He wouldn't eat, the donkey wouldn't eat. So they, they sifted the, the barley and made it a little finer, the donkey wouldn't eat. They took by hand, they took out any of the garbage and any of the rubbish in the pile of, of barley and gave it back to the donkey, the donkey wouldn't eat. So they Omalu, who he said, Rabbi Pinchas ben Yor saw that the donkey wasn't eating. He said to him, Dilmelo Ma'asran, you're worried about uh, sifting it and, and sorting it out. Have you taken my sir? My donkey's not going to eat from, from, uh, from uh, food that my sir hasn't been taken. Asrino, they took, they took my sir, and then he ate. And the Gemara goes into a discussion there about whether you have to take my sir from animal food or you don't. My donkey is on the way to fulfill mitzvahs, to save a, a, a person who has been kidnapped and to redeem that person. And you're giving him food that isn't mysed? And you expect my donkey to eat that? So here we see an animal being sensitive not just to the human being, but being sensitive to the energy that the human being infuses into the objects it handles. It feels the food is not mysid. This is not even, this is a, a step way beyond Wyatt Webb. This is, this is now the animal being able to sense the quality of the food based on the intentions of the owner of the food. And we've got a case of, of Rabbi Shimon ben Chalafta, the medrash we've talked about often before in, in uh, Pasha Shoftim. There was an ant that dropped a, 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 a seed, a grain. And all the other ants came, smelt the grain, and walked on. No, no ant picked up that grain. Eventually, the original ant came back and took the grain away. And, the, and he makes a kalvachomer, Rabbi Shimon Chalafta. If this animal 
שלא למדה מבריה ולא שופט ולא שוטר יש לה. This animal didn't have a rabbi, didn't have a teacher, didn't have a rav, didn't have a judge, didn't have a policeman. And nevertheless, it's careful about theft. You who have a legal system and you have the Torah, how much more so you've got to be careful about theft. So again, Rabbi Shimon and Chalafta studying the animal, the animals realizes that the ant has the capacity to smell theft in an object, to smell ownership in an object, in this case, in a, in a grain. Who does, it, does this belong to me? Is this hefker? Is this something I'm allowed to take? Or is this not something? Else? Even an ant can do that. So it has that, it has that capacity. And we do infuse... Uh, we infuse energy into the things we handle. In that very same situation where I worked with Wyatt Webb, there were, so, there were a lot of different seminars going on at, at, at this particular center. And one of them was a class that a woman from New Zealand, I think she was, was giving on improving your intuition. So I thought that's an interesting one. And I, I, went, in, I went into the class and, and watched it. And one of the things she did after process of, of linking into your intuition, she asked every person there to exchange an object of theirs with the person sitting next to them on condition you have had no previous contact with the person sitting next to you. So there was an elderly woman sitting next to me and I gave her my watch, I think it was, and she gave me a pen, whatever it was. And then the instructor said, hold the object and tell the other person what you feel in your heart. Just, just access, what are you feeling while you're holding the object? And I'm holding the object and it felt, I felt such pain and I said to her, I feel such pain and loss. She said, I just lost my husband to 40 years and I'm here grieving, I'm here trying to get over it. That's what I felt. And I said, what did you feel when you held my watch? She said, you're unsettled and traveling too much. Now, how do you pick that up from objects? because we infuse what's inside us to the object. We infuse what's inside us to the horse, and the horse picks it up. We infuse what's inside us to the grain or to the wheat, and the animal can pick that up. So it's, it's not really supernatural. It's part of nature. Nature responds to the, the, the moral quality of objects, not just of people. It responds to the moral quality of people and to the moral quality of, an, of objects. And that's something that's built into the Bria, it's built into nature. And, and that, it, it goes even further, because it's not just animals that have the superhuman quality. We have it as well. The human being, we have it, we just, we just don't access it. We don't realize how powerful. So I gave you this example of a simple little exercise uh, with a watch and with a pen, and, and how we're able to access intuition at such a deep level if we just pause a little bit and stop and allow ourselves to, to get in touch with it. There's a posuk in Vayakel. Vayavo kol isha she nesao libo v'chol ha shenarva ruchoto heviyat trumat Hashem nimnechet ol moed v'lechol avadato levigdei ha-kodesh. When they were building the ol moed, everybody did different jobs. People, people did, not only did they donate objects, they also donated of their talent. Says the Ramban. Listen to this Ramban. Ki lo haya bahem shelamad et amlachot ha-ele mimam lamed. Were there, among this group of slaves that have just come out of Egypt, were there professional engravers and were there professional uh, tailors and, and people who could make these magnificent items that were in the Mishkan? Where did they learn that from? Where were they trained? He says they weren't trained. They were never trained. 
או מי שיאמין בהם ידיו כלל, או מי שאימן בהם ידיו כלל, none of them had had practice or experiences where people who had no experience in the craft and no knowledge of the craft. So how did they do it? אבל מצא בטבעו שידע לעשות כן. Each one discovered in their nature that they know how to do it. We know how to do so much more than we realize. The fact that we can learn a language at two or three years old, and then we stop. We've got a language, I don't need any more language, so we stop. The fact that we can learn to walk, to run, to stand, to sit, as little children. Our capacity to, to learn is so infinite. We just don't use it, we just don't access it. And here when there was a need, I will do whatever you need, Moshe Rabbein. Just tell me, I'll figure it out. I'll solve it. Imagine having employees like that. Don't worry, I'll find the resources to do it. I'll get this done. But you're not trained. You're not an engraver. You're not a jeweler. How are you going to do this? I'll find, I'll find the resources within myself. I'll get it done. So we see from there that power with, within the person. And Reb Chaim Shmuelevitz has a beautiful essay. I don't remember hearing this from him, but it's it brought in a beautiful essay that he entitles based on a posuk in E of Milif, Malfeini mi behemot oritz. Teach me from the animals of the world. Animals have knowledge. They have a certain wisdom. Teach me from the animals. And, and Reb Chaim says about, about this posuk, that אם מייחד הוא את ליבו ונפשו עבור הזולת, that if a person applies his entire being and mind and heart to the well-being of another, ונותן את תמצית דם ליבו להתחסד עם הבריות, and you give the essence of the blood of your heart to do chesed, real מסירת נפש, real dedication, to, to take care of the well-being of another, you access unbelievable resources. And he says they're not physical resources, but they're not miraculous resources. It's just that when the human being operates spiritually, you, you access both your physical and your spiritual energy. And to do something for another human being is a spiritual act. It's not just a physical act. And now you're accessing your physical energy and your spiritual energy, and you find resources within yourself that you didn't know that you had. And Rebbe brings the story with, with, with Yaakov. When Yaakov saw Rachel and her need, all this flock and all the shepherds there, he took the stone from the well and single-handedly removed the stone of the well. How could he do that? Everybody, every other time you needed many men to do that. How could he do it alone? Says Reb Chaim Shmuelev, it's because he found within himself the resources because of his dedication to chesed. And imagine what it is, even it's the same in business. If you have a, a person who's running a fairly efficient business and he's obsessed with the well-being of his customer, you don't have to worry about the shareholders. They're going to do just fine. But he needs to be obsessed with the well-being of, 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 his, of his shareholders. A teacher who's obsessed with the well-being of his students, a competent teacher, will be an incredible educator. A Rav who's obsessed with the well-being of, of, his, of his community will be an amazing Rav. That's how it is in leadership. Because you will find within yourself capacities that you didn't know existed as you focus on the well-being of other people and you bring that. And you'll notice that in our tefillah, we don't daven for ourselves. We're always davening for others. Because hamit palel bad In your davening, you should be thinking about Klal Yisrael, not about you. All the things we ask for in the Shmon Esra is for Klal Yisrael, it's not for us. 
we get the benefit of it. As our Gemara says on our Pesach as well, also Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi on our daf, kol kohen shemevarech, every kohen who gets up and duchens and blesses the community, mitbarech, every such kohen is also blessed. You know, he blesses and he's blessed because that's the nature of the Bria. When you're focused on the other, you find the resources within yourself. When you're focused on the other, you find the abundance. And so it is with our, with our tefillah. And Rabbi Shur ben Levi says also, When you're sitting at the table, you ask somebody to bench, choose somebody who's generous, has a generous heart. Because the person who's, who's benching is going to bless you, the balabayit. And you want him to bless you with a, with a heart of generosity. Who, he wants good for you. He's not coming from a place of fear. He's not coming from a place of scarcity. He's coming from a place of, I want to have good, because if, the, if he does that, he also is mitbarek. He also gets the blessing. And so we have this counterintuitive concept in, in the way we operate in Avodat Hashem and in Ben Adam de Chavero. The more we focus on the well-being of others, the more we find the resources of abundance and blessing in the, in the creation and within ourselves to be able to accomplish and achieve what we have to.